I'm Haley. And I'm Amanda. And we're Haley and Amanda. And welcome to season two of the Haley and Amanda podcast. Well, you can't call us lazy because lazy people don't have season twos. Yes, and this season we're so excited. It was nice to take a break for those two weeks to kind of get everything in order for season two and we're really starting off with a bang on this episode but before we get into that let's do a little bit of a life update because it's been two weeks since we got on here lord um Haley, what have you been doing the last two weeks well you know i went on that vacation that dreamy beach vacation over to destin florida mm-hmm. and it turns out that you know it's hurricane season yeah, I was wondering why you were going in hurricane well, season. My family could only go at one time, and you know what? We spent a lot of time playing board games because we were bored. Uh, the weather was not awesome, but you know what? I'm thankful to get away, and it was still recharging. What have you been doing? Oh, working. <laughs> yeah, I've been teaching, and honestly, students come back face to face today when this goes live and that's not your favorite phrase Mm -mm. face to face I'm scared of these kids (laughs) it's scary how are you are you like scaring them into if you take your mask off I'll murder you yeah I can't say that legally but there's there's some there's some of that intention in my (laughs) voice for sure but last weekend something really fun was I got to do finally a wedding the wedding flowers Mm -hmm. because you know covid's really canceled the wedding season for folks it's canceled people's lives but i did this wedding and not only was it like fun to do a wedding but this girl's style was precioso i mean just like ooh, chef's kiss (laughs) and i was like in my zone last week and putting it together so that was very reviving creatively just to be able to do that and you you helped me set it up I loved it it was beautiful there's so. something about playing with flowers that really is life-giving it really is because you're taking life from the flowers <laughs> and giving it to yourself give me that oh, that was me cutting the stem mm. Mm. cutting their trace of life to bleed into mine. Oh no. What's happening? I don't know. I've never even said this before. Let's, let's change. Let's, let's move on. You turn. Okay. Um so we are jumping into season 2 with a bang, big bang theory. Yeah, and the theory is we decided <laughs> to have our most favorite podcast host, host but also person yeah person in general she's inspired us in so many ways and is the cause and the fire under our bootes for so many things that we've done and her name is amy joe martin and let me tell you something she is someone that we really look up to and are inspired by like we said and we really fangirl on this interview. Like I was listening to it and I was a little embarrassed, but at the same time <laughs> it was real. And I don't know what else to say. She's our John Maxwell. <laughs> you'll get that if you listen to the episode. But also um, you'll hear on the episode that she's also just so down to earth and relatable. And it's really fun just talking to her. She makes you feel like one of the gals. But this girl's done some things. Her so credentials want, yeah. will make you say, Amy Woe Martin. Exactly. You're welcome. So Amy Woe Martin, <laughs> she ta- she jumps in uh, to talk about this in the episode, her why, but it's that she helps people do difficult things. She helps people down the black diamond slopes of business and life. That's kind of her her why. And so she is a New York Times bestselling author of Whoa. the book, Renegades Write the Rules. We have that book. We've read it. She is the host of the Why Not Now podcast, and she is also the founder of both the Renegade Brand Bootcamp and Humanize to Monetize. But she's done so many things before even, that's what she's doing right now, but her background's kind of crazy. Her journey is... Because who did she work for originally? Yeah, because prior to being an entrepreneur, I believe she worked for the NBA Phoenix Suns, and that was was in 2005 and six when... Social media was like not even really a thing. No rules. People were out in the wild, wild west. Right. And then they, her, her boss was like, hey, 
um, you're going to be like the digital person. You're going to take over and start this thing called digital royalty. She started the, the digital royalty, and it was one of the first social media agencies that has ever existed and she was helping celebrities and corporations and sports entities humanize their brands online through social communication channels. And I'm not, I don't want to name drop, but Just do it. Um, Just drop she's it. totally worked closely with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal and also like Hilton Nike she's worked with um, like huge huge brands yeah and if you look on her podcast um, guest list it's pretty impressive too so she's got about a million people following her on social media so no big deal she's famous <laughs> she's famous and on our podcast um, but she was named the third most powerful woman on Twitter by Forbes magazine Ooh, she's doggies. spoken over thousands of times to other renegades and um, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs about their brands and how to create that kind of humanized brand to translate well over social media so she brings a lot of great advice to this to to this conversation that we have with her her story in general is amazing like we loved hearing her story about how she found her why so i hope you guys listen to this and really get inspired by her her and her family are precious we love her and her husband they have a brand oh. new well he's not brand new he's a year old now yeah. but a baby boy lincoln and they just living out in nature the renegade way i know they really are you're gonna hear more about them and what she's doing with her boot camp and we just we're so we're so excited. Enjoy. So enjoy Amy Whoa Martin. How we first met you, Amy Joe. Ah <laughs> Which I'm was at, about that. It was at your renegade boot camp in Dallas. Oh, are we going right now? Sorry. <laughs> Try again. I thought that I I was okay. So you're gonna be using. I I know, I wasn't sure where like, like the chit chat. I think we gotta the, prep her. You so, yeah. Do you want us to give you the rundown of how to do a podcast? No, I. <laughs> yes, I am ready. I'm like okay. So can we like cut and start again? Cut. Hey guys, can you turn us up in the monitors? More cowbell. All right, let's do this. New new clip. Okay. Those are our non-existent Sorry. sound guys who yeah. <laughs> help us out. Our sound guys are I've like already... our sponsors. They, they don't, don't exist. exist. <laughs> um, okay. So I've I'm going to start in. I'm going to start in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't add the gin and tonic. <clears throat> so, Amy, let's just start about how we even met you. The first time we met you, which was at your Renegade Boot Camp. Yes, yes. It was so fun. It was crazy. You, I feel like you guys are my long-lost cousins, and I think we all laughed so hard that wow. night. We thought we were showing up to do something and not really talk to anyone, and then because we were hired to sing but we ended up staying for what I don't know so long the middle of the mm -hmm. night like you guys were our long lost cousins <laughs> yeah yeah everybody was just like give us more let's talk more you guys are so funny and the energy was amazing so well and honestly we we had no idea what we were booked for they were they were just like this is a an, an event, a, a, a women's event, they and you guys are perfect for it. You're female vocalists Entre and, entrepreneurs. and entrepreneurs. Like, you're going to sing at this, your original music, acoustic. Very exciting to us. Had zero clues about the venue, which was Susie Batiste's gorgeous home. Hashtag poopery. <laughs> and then you and your whole Renegade Boot Camp. We just had no clue what we were stepping into and thank god Haley and i get ourselves into some interesting situations because we got to experience the energy and inspiration and just the whole vibe of the renegade boot camp and all of those women and you and we're just like so grateful for it likewise likewise it was so organic like it just it flowed and it was we 
we knew we wanted some sort of entertainment, but we had no idea what that meant, right? So it just fell together perfectly. And here we are. And it's just, I feel like I've known you forever. And I'm so excited to be here with you today on your podcast. Who knew a couple of years ago you'd be having a podcast? Who knew? <laughs> and we also got to meet your husband who we're in love with him. He is literally He's one of so the nicest sweet. humans I've ever met. I got a real picture of Richard screaming at someone or being mean to someone. I can't. <laughs> I know. Isn't he the sweetest? He's he's a big fan of yours, too. And you guys have the music thing in common. So you've got Your that. Music's really good. Well, why don't you tell not us, but our listeners, what what is the Renegade Boot Camp? And we were so inspired after leaving it. Like, we... What an opportunity that we didn't even plan for. You lit a fire under our asses and we didn't even. We were there for just a few hours. I, can, I can't imagine the whole experience. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about what the boot camp is? Sure, sure. Thank you for asking. Well, like everything, it started as an experiment. So everything I do is just like, let's give it a try, right? Because um, you can't fail when you're experimenting right? Yeah. It's like this little Petri dish. And I thought, um, in my, with my first company, we had clients and, um, and the economic model kind of just got tired and we got burnt out. And so I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. And people would reach out one-on-one -on -one and say, Hey, will you consult or do this and help me build my brand online and help me with business? And I'm like, well, what if we do it as a group? And so gathered some people that were all like-minded, like-hearted. They're all renegades like you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, we said, what if we, you know, do this together? And I put a curriculum together and it's equal parts education, collaboration, and accountability. So these are all very driven women like yourselves who, you know, they're ready to get after it and level up in whatever way. And um, a lot of entrepreneurs, leaders, some people in the corporate world. Um, and, and honestly, that energy of those type of women, the like-mindedness of the, that type of woman in a room together, it is a different feeling. That's what I think what we were experiencing, these women who were feeling that urge, that inspiration, the, the renegade mentality. Like, I don't know, it was just, we stepped into something we were completely unaware of, you know, that even existed. So it was really special. I think it's such a cool idea that you, you put that together. And it's, you're exactly right. It's the women, it's the collective, right? It's like a mosaic of all these different talents and interests, but the common denominator is that everybody's purpose-driven and, um, and really just focused on results, you know, focused on getting shit done and doing it in an impactful way. So, but you have, it's, it's fun. You have a quote that it, I believe it's three things. If they come together, bliss resides in this. Would you mind um, saying <laughs> yeah. that for us? Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Look at you guys doing your homework. You're proud. No, no. Uh, we just listen to your podcast every, every week. Yeah. That's just our um, lives. hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm honored to be in your ears. The it's okay. Venn diagram. So you imagine three circles, right? And they're coming together and where they all intersect, where purpose, passion, and skill collide, bliss resides. There's a sweet spot in that intersection. And, um, I believe if we all live there, play there and work there, that the world will be a better place. It's like your zone of genius, right? It's what you're uniquely totally. qualified to do. And yeah, I think, I think that's what we were drawn to is that, yes, it's like you, you talk about entrepreneurs and results and stuff, but that all sounds very like surface level or like financially driven, which is all important, but that came across so clearly that it's about making your purpose, your why, you know, 
be in existence and holding hands with your passion and your skill and that that's where the magic happens. And I think that's what you're doing that's so different and unique and Mm -hmm. why it sticks and why people are coming to these boot camps and listening to your podcast. Well, thank you. I mean, I think I just learned from not having that intersection for the longest time and having a purpose problem and deficit in that area where, you know, you just can only reach and grasp and chase outside yourself so long. And then eventually you wind up kind of emotionally and physically bankrupt regardless of what it looks like from the outside looking in. So it was, it was a needed thing for me. And then I believe we kind of learn what what you need to teach. (laughs) So yeah, it's fun because most people think of, oh, skill, okay, purpose. But when you bring those three together, there's some magic there. Thinking about what you guys do and and how, you know, you have to create that intersection. You can't find it on a job description. (laughs) You have to build it yourself, right? What do you think whenever you do these boot camps, what do you think are people's biggest hangups in going for their thing. You know what I mean? Like making, making that purpose driven goal happen. Great question. And it's so funny because there's a lot of distraction excuses and, and I kind of the hurdles, right? So if I hear time, it, then I know that that's that's actually probably not the real reason why mm-hmm. it's um that's like a surface in dis- it's a disguising <laughs> excuse um it's imposter syndrome i would say 99% of the women that i work with students in general men and women but and i i know i have it too is not believing in ourselves thinking that we're not good enough what do we know? Why would anyone follow us or listen to us or buy our thing or it's already being done or, you know, 99 million other reasons why we don't feel like we're qualified good enough. And, um, everyone deals with it. And it's like, you know, I've worked with some fancy names and they're at the top of their world and they do too. I've witnessed it firsthand. So it's like, you know, it does not discriminate at all. It's just a a mental thing. And so that's the biggest differentiating factor between the people that live in that intersection and the people that don't. Is that imposter syndrome where you just feel like you are not good enough or you don't have what it takes to do that thing you're dreaming of? And what's That's the cure? Crazy. What's the cure? Yeah, what's, can you give us the prescription, doctor? Yeah, and then we'll just hang up with you. <laughs> End of episode. Yeah, and a, yeah. It's, it's mindset. I, the cure, in my opinion, from what I've learned in the last like 20 years of working with some of the most kind of iconic innovators is what I call the renegade mentality. And if you want, I can tell you the five renegade rules. Y'all get your um, notebooks out. Get them. <laughs> Get, get your, your pen and paper. Um, I just imagine all these office supplies when I say that. Like, I love office supplies. Love Do you them. guys have, you guys need an office supply sponsor for sure. Yes. And okay. Maybe we will. We're going to put sweet. that out in the universe. Yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's okay. So first you ask yourself, you, you have this idea, right? Let's say you want to start XYZ. You want to launch a company. You want to start a project, whatever it is. It could be anything. I call it a why not now idea. You ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? But in order to get to that worst case scenario, first start with the question of what if this doesn't work and answer the question, like write it down. Yeah. Um, then say to yourself, then what? And answer again, then what? answer then what and what happens when we do that is it's brilliant because all of a sudden facts are driving not the fears we put logic in the driver's seat and we realize it's going to take longer than we think to go from green lighting this idea that's probably safe enough to try 
all the way to the worst case scary scenario. So like for me, I can then wet all the way usually to living on my parents' couch, eating top ramen, but like they have plenty (laughs) of bedrooms. Like it's going to take a long ass time to get there. And first of all, they've got bedrooms. So it's not in their couch. Second of all, my mom's a great cook. So you know what I mean? Like it's just stupid. Yeah. Like the worst case scenario, I think you're going to be fine. You, you know, I don't know. I grew up in a trailer home, like a single wide. And I always think to myself, like it was, I had an awesome childhood. So worst case, I kind of know what they cost and we'll get a trailer home and we'll, I don't know. It's just kind of like, is it, I don't know. Is it really that bad? It's Yeah. And it's going to take a long time to get there. And yeah. So isn't it weird? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. I was just going to say, isn't it weird how fear is so much bigger in, in our, our imagination? Yes. I was literally, a, look at us. <laughs> I was literally about to say that is that because whenever I started seeing a therapist for the very first time, I was having anxiety and she was like, it's so much bigger when you keep it in your head, write it down. She was like, and then you realize you can, it's facts, right? Like you can debunk something or, you know, like you can prove it wrong or prove how it could be right. Like what scenarios exactly like what you're saying. And it completely eliminates, um, your, your emotional reaction to it. You know what I mean? It makes it facts. Like you said. Totally. And it's, it's going to take a long time to get to that thing. Usually like y'all, you're going to have opportunities to change course, pivot, stop if you want. Like it's an experiment, experiment and whatever. So it's just, we, very few things in life are irreversible, very few. And it's, we put so much like permanency to the decisions. So I don't know. It's a lot more fun when you just start doing shit. It's so fun. Yeah. And we, uh, we love this book called a simpler way, which if you haven't read it, you might like it. You um, would, you should read it. It's totally the, the name. Yeah. A simpler way by Margaret Wheatley. J. Wheatley. Um, and it talks a lot about what, what you're saying, like just playing with stuff and like, you can't fail while you're experimenting. And one of the quotes in there is like, experimenting doesn't use up opportunities. It creates more. And like just this, it takes the pressure off. Like this fear that we're talking about and this anxiety and this imposter system and system. Imposter system. It is. It's an is just like putting pressure, pressure, pressure until we're like under the ground. And really we should just be playing. And like, you're saying, like, write it out and like, not everything can be reversed and who cares if, and, and also the worst case scenario usually is not as bad as we're making it out to be, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. Like flirt with ideas and date ideas and projects and, and just like dating. Like you don't want to just necessarily marry the first thing that comes your way. Maybe you do. That's just great if, yeah. if you got that home run, but usually you learn and then you're like, Oh, that's what I don't want. And mm. like, thank goodness SAS jewelry didn't make it my very first company because SAS jewelry. <laughs> I want a custom piece sent to my door. Anklet, please. Charm bracelet. I I had necklaces that were like matchbox, like as the pendant. Oh, I want. Anyway, okay. Precious. I could send you the Flickr page if you wanted. You might. Are you guys too young to know what Flickr is? You know what Flickr is. Okay. I'm used to being around all these youngins. You guys are so fresh and you've seen anyway but yes flirt date um what why not now yeah now well and another thing where we love about you besides you know the list that we have is your why that you you guide women through hard things like black diamonds through when it comes to business, you help people do hard things. And one of my favorite episodes of yours is with Simon Sinek. And you talk about 
yours, how you came to be in it. It inspired Haley and I to get the book and we did our whys, the, the find your why. So helpful when you can align to that and anything that you're pursuing to find that deep fulfillment. Um, so how did you, I guess, how did you get to that, that place of being a renegade of, of doing this part of helping women navigate really hard, tough situations? I love that you guys got the book too, and you did yours. So that's super cool. Um, it was, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like I've, I've crashed and burned a lot down those black diamonds myself. And, um, and do you want me to tell you the story about kind of how I arrived at the why? Um, so it was 2011 and from the outside looking in, my everything looked like I was good to go, right? Had a really successful company and uh, wrote the New York Times bestseller and all these blah, 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 fancy things. Um, we, I had employees in 10 different countries. We were, you know, we had clients that, that I dreamt of working with in terms of like Nike and big iconic names. And, um, and I was telling the story that I thought people wanted to hear. It was happening, but it wasn't really, it's kind of like the brand I had created elbowed out the real me. And behind the scenes was a completely different story. I was averaging 210 flights in a year, averaging four hours of sleep a night. And my marriage was on the rocks. My relation, all relationships, the ones that still existed were on the rocks. My health was really suffering. And, um, and I, I completely burn out and, uh, to the point that some crazy things happened where I literally forgot my name one day and that sounds silly, but I was just not there like in alignment. And, um, I had chased and grasped and grinded and tried to find anything outside of myself that would make me happy, more recognition, more, um, money, more whatever. And I would always wind up empty. And so, um, I sat down with Simon, which is kind of a crazy story how we met, but I met him in person for the first time. And I knew he was the Y guy and his Ted talk at that time was still fairly new. And it was just, if you're listening and you haven't watched Simon's Ted talk, please go. He has a few, but yes, you'll the see. The, one. The top one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I sat down with Simon and we're at this restaurant in LA and it's like the kind of restaurant where they put the white, um, like paper on the top of like paper cloth or tablecloth where you can write on. Yeah. It wasn't macaroni grill, but I, I know they do that at macaroni <laughs> okay grill too. And I do love macaroni grill and you, you get crayons there. But anyway, back to the office supplies, I have a pen and I push record on my phone. I'm like, all right, Simon, give it to me. What's my, why you got to help me find my why. And it was like within the first three minutes of nicety hug. I think you're great. Help me. I am in dire straits. And he's like, okay, what's your earliest childhood memory? And I said, well, I had a great childhood. Um, the first thing that came to mind was being at the top of a black diamond with my dad. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was really young, but he, my dad's a great skier. So he took me to the top and we skipped the bunny slopes. And he said, you skipped the bunny slope. And I said, yeah, but my dad just told me make fries if you want to go fast, make a pie if you want to slow down. And if you get out of control, I'll pick you up because he's just good and he can do that. And I was, I didn't even have bowls yet. So he, I was like that little. And so he said, well, were you, were you scared? And I said, no, my dad was there to help me. Mm-hmm. And he said, does it ever occur to you that you always skip the bunny slopes in life and you go straight to the top? And I was like, no, I think everybody kind of does that. He's like, no. Mm-hmm. And he said, has it ever occurred to you that you help other people down the black diamonds of life and do difficult things? And I was like, listening. And he said, and how often do you let other people help you? And I was kind of in that phase of life where I was out to prove something, right? Like I got a chip on my shoulder and I'm a female in sports and entertainment and tech world. And I was like, I can do this myself. And, um, and it was right. He was so right. I, I would rarely let anyone help me. And 
like an idiot when you don't have help and guides yourself, then you're going to crash and burn a lot. So it was this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, that's it, Simon, you did it. We found, we found my why. <laughs> and he's like, hold up, sister. I still have the recording from my iPhone. He's like, oh, you need to simmer down. How lucky you are. <laughs> Go ahead. Cigars took forever. <laughs> I know. I was about to say that you got it on your first memory. <laughs> I got to go through like a hundred. The, the Y guy was there to lead me though. That's I true. mean, I was fortunate. I can't imagine. It's not easy. It's life work finding your way. I think it's, yeah, it's most people never try. Right. But, um, I was like, that's it. We got it. High five. Thanks so much. See and he's like, hold up. Simmer down. You got to try this on for a few years. Like, don't be going out getting a tattoo tomorrow or black <laughs> diamond or anything. And I was like, damn it. That's exactly what I was thinking. So then you don't even believe this, but we walk over at the Groves. There was this Mac store, Mac makeup store. And he's like, we need to find something. So you remember this, like you can put it in your pocket we couldn't really see the right store. So we walk into this Mac makeup store and he takes a black eyeliner off like the trial shelf, draws a black diamond on my um, wrist. And I was like, and the lady's just like looking at us. And then we walk out and then he takes me to Barnes and Noble. I know this is crazy. It's like the most epic moment. And he goes straight, like he knew where it was. Have you ever heard for a man's search for meaning? By Victor yeah, yes. we, we read it because of that episode. Oh, okay. Well, I had never heard of it because I didn't know. But he takes two copies, buys them and says, here are two copies, one for you to read and one for you to give away to someone else. This is my favorite book. And um, fast forward, I tried the Y on and again and again and sometimes I would lose it but it would come back to me and um and I did end up getting the tattoo <laughs> I was about to and, say that eyeliner really <laughs> on good Mac has some quality products <laughs> that won't come off <laughs> now Mac can be a sponsor too by the way um or maybe some magic markers from the um play store. <laughs> I'm, really I'm like come on Give us a call. Give us a call, Office Depot. Um, so, or Staples. Um, so that's the story, but that was nearly 10 years ago. And um, it comes in and out. There are times where I will still get lost a little bit. And then all of a sudden, that why will find me. So it's it's like a, uh, gosh, I'm grateful. Because I was a lost soul. But it's an inside job. It's kind of the point. Like it's, yeah, what we're looking for is, is an inside job. And it takes a lot of work and effort. It, it's not always easy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's, I know my default pace is quick. It's fast. It's quicker is better. And, and let's go, go, go. And that's not always the best for being able to like, listen to your own internal GPS like it it's hard to listen when you're when you're going too quick and so slowing down has been a big strategy well but. I keep I'm, I'm sorry. sorry we just we just think of stuff at the same time I know well because what I was gonna say was that please be the same as mine please be the same as mine <laughs> I bet it is between you two you're like twins <laughs> I know it's weird um so I feel like one of the coolest things about you having your podcast, Why Not Now, is that, okay, we left meeting you, totally inspired by you, what you do, um, just just that one encounter, really, I mean, we saw you the next day, but the, that encounter with you is really powerful for both of us. It, it really sent us on a quest that I think was stirring, and then it was kind of like a big moment for us meeting you and, and the things that you spoke about and, and talked to us about. Um, but then you had this podcast, this why not now podcast that it's like, you're still, you know, guiding us or like having these conversations with us every week because you're doing, you're, it's, you're helping people through the black diamonds with your podcast. Every time I listen to an episode, I'm so inspired. I think of something new something challenges me things that we listened to like a year ago 
They it'll come up. up and I'll be like, it's like those girls who started that clothing company and they were, they were <laughs> outsiders and yeah. then, and then they had a new perspective on it. And Haley's like, yeah, yeah, I know that episode. So <laughs> you, what you're doing with the podcast Aww. is so cool. How did you even, why did you start it? How did you come up with the concept of the why not now? And everyone needs to listen to it by now. the way, right now. Why not now? I mean, just after our episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fish here. Is like, fish. rate, subscribe, and leave a review on this podcast. And then you can. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a passion project, like very innocent. Um, I think that's why maybe it's resonated is that there wasn't some master strategy it was very innocent and it were there. These were questions I wanted to ask other people to learn from other people. So I went through a very humbling season where I was like, I need to like zip it and start listening more than talking. And, um, I really find I learn so much when I hear from other people and how they navigate from idea to action and like tangibly. Right. So not the, inspirational quotes that you see on Instagram, those are great, but like, I don't want any of that. I want to know exactly step one. What did you do? And, um, and, and when you dig down into that, like looking under the hood of how they did it, I think everything becomes more relatable and you realize every overnight success is actually 10 years in the making. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, And it comes down to like little baby steps one at a time. Nothing impressive ever starts impressive. And it's just like, okay, we're all the same. It's just, you do have to put one foot in front of the other and keep going and, and learning from these people. So that was, it was kind of like talking to friends or or people that inspire me and then recording the conversation. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's something here. So yeah, because I mean, sometimes I'm just like, you know, you just let go. <laughs> oh my God. We might need to update that too. <laughs> Holy buckets. You guys are just on it. it. Man. I know. I do too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, does this one have an extra measure? You just let did you know that's John Coggins? Um, and he's a friend of a friend and he ended up like going and doing some big songs for something. I don't know, but that was before he wrote he that for your, for your podcast. No, it was written and, um, I don't know, even know if it was released all the way yet, but our friends rep him and, I don't know. However, the music world works. You guys know that stuff. I, do we? I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Oh, I, I love it too. I just I wonder it. if needs a little fresh. No. Maybe you guys need to write something for. Well, why not? yes. Know? Then yes, it needs yeah. to be refreshed. But Hoggins, <laughs> yeah, you've had your time. <laughs> a collab with you got you and Richard. How fun! Ooh, that would be See, there's so an fun. idea. But you can flirt with the idea now and see I'll if meet it's... you in your mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of have built out a studio we'll, or the RV. We'll bring RV. the ramen. Yeah, we can we can afford that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we are so Both inspired. I'm gonna want sushi. Ooh. But we are so inspired by your podcast, really. We listen to it all the time. It's always fresh. It's it's a kind of strange because, you know, you start with the same question every time. Why not now? Which is like really comforting and probably psychologically comforting because people love routine. And you're like, I know how this is going. And um, <laughs> But then even though it's like you're saying, like we're all just we're all thinking the same thing and we're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other and it just makes it so nice to know that there's other people thinking all the same thoughts as us and that we're not crazy wanting to do your own thing or or pursue anything that you care about, you know? So good job with that for having that. Oh, thank you. It's, 
it's funny because I get so much out of it that sometimes it feels um, selfish, but I am grateful that people still listen. And um, it's just, I don't know, it, it definitely has been a life changer for me. What do you think is was your favorite episode or person that you interviewed? That's hard, right? I know you kind of went over some of your favorites in your year anniversary. Yeah, your anniversary episode, but tell tell our listeners who was your favorite guest. Yeah. Um so it's all about energy, right? Like there Sometimes there will be a, like maybe a big name and I'll be so excited because I want to ask all these questions, but sometimes people just tend to want to say similar things that they've said other places. And I'm like, Oh, and then sometimes you'll just totally, you know, click Glennon Doyle was a fun interview. So she, that was a great episode. Great one. I feel like we were just clicking and, um, she said she had a lot of fun and it was one of her favorite interviews. So I felt really special. Um, I know, but it just, I think it, a lot of it has to do with synergy and, you know, just the vibe and everybody feeling comfortable and willing to share. Sometimes even vulnerable. Why not nows? Um, there's another one. Um, do you know who Billy Corgan is? So he's the Smashing Pumpkins yeah. person, right? And, yeah. and so anyway, long story short, um, he ended up sharing some things that I didn't know he had never shared before on his interview. And I just didn't know too, too much about his background. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting story, but I didn't know that this was exclusive. And all of a sudden his episode launches and it's on the homepage of Rolling Stone. And, um, and it's because he just felt comfortable to share. I don't know why not now share something that he's never said. So that was really, I felt kind of honored that he would feel comfortable to say something like that to a stranger. So yeah, that, but yeah. Do you have my mom on? You want to know my favorite episode was, which it was completely unexpected because I just listened to whichever one's new. Like I don't skip something because I don't know a name or anything, but the John Maxwell one. Because, and then I was like, wait, is he? And then I realized he was like this Christian author, which I was thinking like, okay. And but seriously, I listened to it like four times. Yeah, she, oh she was really excited about that one, told us. And or, yeah, my, I had my father listen to it. My father's 74. And I was like, Dad, I really want you to listen to this because I think you are about to hit your next act. Like, because he still has so much to give. And this is so cool. He, so my, my dad is a pastor. My dad's a pastor. I grew up a, a pastor's kid. And um, he you know, he's like retiring and he's not how like he was obviously at 74. But I, I sent him that because the whole episode, I was just like, this is like my dad, he's got his next act or whatever. I sent it to him. He goes to this uh, event where he doesn't know anyone. And this guy comes up to him and he says, Hey, I just wanted to tell you that your best days are ahead of you and you have another season in your life. That's going to be your biggest yet. And he was like, you know, cause I had just sent him this whole message about, I feel like you have this other act and blah, blah, blah. And listen to this podcast. And he had listened to it. And it was just, it was like a goosebump moment. And for some reason that oh. episode was really powerful to me personally. And I shared it with several other people. And you're, oh. We're reading the all the John Maxwell fifteen steps to uh, personal growth, invaluable steps to personal growth. Because we just thought, oh my gosh, that's so huge! I just wrote it down because I want to go back and listen and have my dad listen too. Uh, I mean, there, so Um, (laughs) so that's that's so cool. I mean, think about. He's such a legend, John Maxwell, but he's also um, like one of the kindest souls. Can I t- can I share something with you about the end of that 
So we finished recording and I had literally said to a friend, a mentor of mine, um, a couple months prior, I was like, I want to intern for like John Maxwell and, and Tim Ferriss. And I'm like, I want to be like a 40 year old intern. And he's, and it was my friend, Kenny Tomlin, who's actually been a mentor. He's been on the podcast too. And he's like always been a follower of John Maxwell. And, and, um, and so I thought, okay, after this interview, cause I rarely, when I have people that are kind of high profile on that, I don't know personally, I, I don't like overly chit chat or like tell them too much of what I'm up to or like try to get anything. Cause I just feel uncomfortable and I yeah. like, okay. So I got my confidence up after and, and he was so kind and, and he's like, we, he's like, so tell me more about what you're doing. This is not recording anymore. Right. And we're just chit chatting. And I told him and, and he's like, Oh, well, we should get lunch sometime. And I was like, what? And I said, well, like, I actually was just joking. I know. Bring my pencil. I said, really? Um, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Um, and he said, yeah, where are you located? And I told him and he's like, yeah, well just let me know next time you're, you know, near XYZ. He lives in Florida and, um, and we'll do a long, long lunch. I'd love to chat with you. So I said, okay, awesome. And he gives me his um, assistant's mobile number. And he's like, call her. And so he's had the same assistant for 30 years. And so he accidentally gave me his phone number instead of his assistant's, <laughs> which I was like, oh, awesome. But then he's like, no, 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 this is my assistant's. And so I, I reached out to her immediately. And I was like, okay, yeah. So next week I'm willing to fly out and um, meet John and... I don't think he thought that I was that serious about like coming to making it happen. Sure enough, a week later I went and met and had lunch with him, you guys. Serious? And I was so nervous to even like say anything like, Hey, can I be your intern? I'm not his intern, but I consider him like the most kind, coolest guy we met at his um, golf course clubhouse. And we talked for like an hour and a half and he gave me some amazing advice and it was like, if I wouldn't have said something, right. So that moment of bravery where you're like, oh, I'm going to do it, but it's like five seconds. If you don't jump through that window, then you're not going to do it. Anyway, just take advantage of those moments of bravery because they come and go. And usually so. when stuff pops in your head or in your heart, it's for a reason kind of, you know, and then we, we end up dismissing it as, oh, I don't know where that came from or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really good advice to like, listen to those little moments of bravery, because it's like your soul is, you know, telling you that it longs for something. Yeah, totally. And mm, that's the worst thing you. that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the, that's, thank you for sharing your favorite. Well, we, we love you and we love what you do. And we were so honored that you would come on our podcast because really? uh, you were a huge inspiration to it because for it, because of your podcast, you know, it's something that we really fell in love with. So, well, and it inspires us to do some of the bravest things we've done. I mean, meeting you that day really, I mean, I joke saying it lit a fire under our ass, but it really did. And it gave us a boost of confidence and it, it has kept us going through your podcast and we're just really thankful to know you and all the things that you're doing are so inspiring, especially in this time, you know, of the world. That's why we started our podcast is to bring joy and inspiration. And I feel like you're right along there with us. Uh, you guys are the best and I'll never forget exchanging voice notes with you when you were getting these ideas of where you're going to evolve in like the season of expansion that you're in. So I just felt so excited and I just wanted to jump through the phone and like get the whiteboard out and all <laughs> off of supplies and be like, yes. And then this, and then, and just, you're making it happen. So like, this is so cool to join you on your own show and keep going. Like you, you're inspiring a lot of people by by doing what you're doing because seeing is believing. Oh, that's so true. All right, Amy. Well, 
Thank you again. And hopefully, well, we follow you. So we're going to see what you're doing, but hopefully we'll see you again in person sometime in the near future. Cause we'll fly out like, yeah, like have a long lunch, like you're John Maxwell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, I don't have a country club clubhouse golf course clubhouse, but I will treat you to some top ramen or a little better. Thank you so Hopefully, much. Hopefully that just inspired your brains out to get to know Amy Woe Martin some more <laughs> and potentially join her trainings that she's offering. She's offering them virtually, her master classes on Humanize to Monetize. You can find all of that information out on her pod, not her podcast, her website, amyjoemartin.com. But we also recommend her podcast. Why not now? Why, why not, not now? now? Listen to just, it. just why You've not listened now? to ours. Just why just not let now? go? Just let go. Oh, can't wait to rewrite that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so anyways, we hope that you enjoyed Amy Jo Martin. She's so inspiring to us. I will fangirl about her forever. I, I just feel like season two, how could it, it's only down from here. I right? know. How do we, why do we think we, start we ought to, so we ought to go ahead and take another two week break and see what we're going to do after this. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I get it coming back with a bang, but then what's after the bang? Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but listen, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it Cause out. Cause we've got Amy Joe inspiration under us and you know what else we have what our freaking pledge of allegiance <gasps> we forgot no we didn't i didn't forget i've known the pledge like the back of my hand i didn't forget the pledge you just forgot to say it yeah okay put your hand over your heart little darling all right smack it okay <laughs> not covid <laughs> allergies instead of bless you i say not covid <laughs> anytime anyone coughs ready say it to your students i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united mates in america and rarely in public is where we stand one friendship under god indivisible live party and just us for all that's right live party perdita perdita purdy I think our pledge is so ugly and precious. Yeah. It's a perfect balance of life. The stanky with the nice. Because live purdy is horrible. But also. But United Mates is precious. But like all of it is just kind of cute. (laughs) (laughs) And the ugly parts, like when we go country on purdy, that is cute in its own ugly way. Yeah. And I. And I it's don't cute. like rhinestones. Yeah, I was about to say, it's cute, ugly, like bedazzled butt jeans. Yeah, I don't like rhinestones, but I would wear bedazzled butt jeans that say live, live purdy. purdy. I'm not scared of that. I am. Me too, a little. Yeah. But I, I want you to try that on your own. Everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. We look forward to the next episode, sharing it with you next week. Follow us on social media at Haley and Amanda. And season two's just just just, beginning yeah and it's just us for all it's it's only we can only go up hopefully from here and it's so it's (laughs) gonna be so pretty so pretty just us